Hello everyone, welcome to Tea Time Reports, and I'm joined here again by Brady, Brandon, and Caden. We're going to be doing our USFL Power Rankings because uh, the week eight of the second USFL season has just concluded uh, this evening, and it was a great weekend of uh, USFL football, opening up with the um, Philadelphia Star, no, excuse me, the Pittsburgh Maulers playing the Houston Gamblers. Uh, the Houston Gamblers pull out of that game 20-19. to The Pittsburgh Maulers put up a great fight, and the Gamblers... Uh, just sealed the deal with a with a game sealing drive. Um, definitely an interesting game. The Maulers, you know, played their hearts out, but their offense just couldn't get off the ground, and um, yeah, it resulted in that. But then it also led into the evening with the Stallions taking on the Philadelphia Stars in the championship game rematch. And this game did not disappoint. I believe this was game of the year. The Philadelphia Stars were fantastic, uh, the, but the Stallions really just pulled away because Alex Magoo, in my opinion, is probably the MVP of the league. Um, but genuinely, you can just make that assumption yourself. It's between him or Mark Thompson, running back for the Houston Gamblers. Um, but yeah, the start, uh, the Stallions wound up pulling away 27-24, to I believe. And then to open up the second day of Week 8, um, the New Orleans, oh, excuse me, the New Jersey Generals played the... Um, who do they play, Caden? The New Jersey Generals. They played the Memphis Showboats. They played the Memphis Showboats. And this game was very one-sided until, you know, later in the second half when Dakota Prukup was putting some drives together. He, he impressed me, but they just couldn't win the game. Their yeah, offensive been, uh, has been lackluster. Um, but the Showboats are on a five-game win streak, so that you got to give them credit and props. They started out 0-3, and now they're kind of on a historic turnaround midseason. And it's all kind of... I was shitting on Todd Haley as a coach, but he's really galvanized his troops and and got his defense probably to the best the best defensive squad in the league when it when it comes to the turnover differential. And then it concluded with a really exciting game between um, week eight. I'm talking about it concluded with the Michigan Panthers taking on the um, New Orleans Breakers. And Josh Love was out there throwing bombs, throwing darts, but it just wasn't enough to. Um, you know, take away West Hill's running game, and they kind of pulled away with that win. And kind of a really gritty defensive game, but it was definitely an exciting weekend of USFL football. Um, and, and it was actually interesting. The first uh, two games were decided by four points in total. So definitely a really tight games and really exciting. But Brady, I wanted to lead off with a couple questions for you. And uh, what, what were your thoughts uh, on some of the games you watched this weekend, but in general on the league, the play, uh, your favorite team and maybe your favorite player so far. Just take it away here. Uh, yeah, I like the uh, I like the play. It, it's not it, it's it's pretty fast. Honestly, it's pretty fast paced, but it's like some are college, some college rules. So it's yeah. a little like the first down rule definitely slows down the game. It makes it a little more exciting. But honestly, I think best teams right now. Like I just want to call it out. Like sta- uh, definitely the Stallions and uh, Breakers are all right. I feel like breakers are on and off. They're hot and cold, you know. They started off. You can see that during the during the game. So that's one of the games that I watched, and that's honestly what I noticed from the breakers. Inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But what is your standout player in the league? So far? Alex Magoo looks to be the best player in the league right now. Definitely deserves a spot on an NFL roster. Yeah. The upcoming in this upcoming year after he gets done playing in the USFL, but I, I want to see where he can get this year in the USFL and and maybe drive his team to a championship. That would be awesome. He already got a ring last year with them. Mm-hmm. If they can go back-to-back, and him as the actual starter pretty much the entire way through the season, um, definitely something to look out for. He's a story, seventh-round draft pick by the Seattle Seahawks, um, and you know you can kind of see that translation into this league. But um, I, I kind of wanted to just – I'll start off with my power rankings real quick. 
Um, I'll start from eight to going up to one. At number eight, I'm definitely going to put the New Jersey Generals. They've been lackluster on offense. Their defense is the bright spot on the team, but they just can't they can't score enough points to, to even match up with some of these other squads. Uh, the lackluster quarterback play. They've had I think three guys in rotation this year, and you can just note you can notice the chemistry that is off. And that that number seven spot, I'm going to go ahead and put the Pittsburgh Maulers. They're two and six. They play their hearts out, but they they're just you know they're, they're two and six. You got to put exactly. them put them same, down. They're at the same spot. Yeah, they're pretty much tied for last, but they're at seven because they played better in my opinion. Uh, they put out better tape. At that number six spot, I'm going to go ahead and put uh, probably I can put the Michigan Panthers here. They did just lose, but they did put up some points. But they just you know they're just very inconsistent. They're three and five. They need to win out to you know keep their playoff destiny alive. Um, and then probably at that four spot, I'm going to put the Houston Gamblers. Kenji Bahar is looking inconsistent. I don't know if he's 100% yet. They did win narrowly. Um, to, they barely beat the Pittsburgh Mullers by one point. That's a little concerning. Still came away with the win, but I think that the uh, the number three team, in my opinion, the Pittsburgh's, uh, excuse me, the Philadelphia Stars would beat them in a, in a proper contest if they played right now. So that's where Philadelphia would be at that number three spot. And that number two spot, I'm going to go ahead and put the Memphis Showboats because they've won five in a row, and that's just that's five in a row. They started out 0-3, and, and their defense is insane. They have really good playmakers on that side of the ball. Um, and that number one spot, obviously, with MVP Alex Magoat. Uh, he's just him. Uh, he's leading in touchdown passes. He's the leading rusher on the team. And he's just a playmaker and a, and a game changer, in my opinion. So that would definitely be my, um, my, my power rankings post-week eight. And towards the end of the episode, we are going to give our predictions going into week nine for sure. But, Caden, did you want to go ahead and take us away with your power rankings starting up at the number so eight? So I'm going to start on at eight and put the Pittsburgh Mullers at eight. Just because, you know, I do think they're in the same spot as the Generals right now, but the only reason I'm ranking the Generals one spot above the Mullers is because they have something the Mullers don't, and that's Darius Victor. And I think that's just the X factor that just puts the, the Generals one little step above the Pittsburgh Mullers. But, you know, Generals... Coming in at number seven, it makes sense for their number seven. That it's very surprised, very surprised that they are number seven. But you know, even the uh, the preseason rankings, I, I did think they were going to drop a little bit. I, I don't. I just that loss of Kevontae Turpin is just such a big loss, and not only the morale but the entire flow of how the team works. You know yeah, what I mean? I agree. But uh, going on to that that number six spot, I'm putting the uh, the Michigan Panthers there. Just <coughs> same reason you said. Inconsistent. They have talent. They, they do. just don't win the games. But uh, they have not won a home game this year. Number. Uh, <coughs> hmm, number. Today would have been their first road loss of the season, right? It was. Yeah. Uh, number five. I'm gonna put the uh, the Breakers in number five. The only reason I'm putting the Breakers below the Gamblers is just because the Breakers are on that. They, they won today, but they were on that 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 horrible losing streak. Even today, they looked like they were stuttering. It just, it, even though that, you know, Johnny Dixon had a great day, Jay Adams had a great day, it just it just looked like in those, you know, make or break moments, it, they weren't really executing that well. I agree. So, and I'm going to put the Gamblers at number four. But three, I'm going to go Showboats at number three. Yeah. Stars at number two. And Stallions at one. Okay. Brandon, we move on to yours. All right. So, so this is your first power ranking episode, yes, so yeah. he's kind of coming into this late, but based on what he's studied and seen so far, he'll give us his power rankings, and a fresh set of eyes is always nice, so Fun take it away. For sure. And I'm going to be curious to see what you guys think, and I'm going to be curious to see what um, 
everyone else thinks as well about how I do with these power rankings. Is, um, but I think I think I got a pretty good hold of it. Um, I'll touch on it too, but getting to like the middle part of it, kind of hard to separate some teams, man. I feel like anyone from like six to two can all be interchangeable in certain ways. Uh, but that's what I like about it, and you expect that with only eight teams in the yeah. league. Um, let's start with number eight. I'm going to put the New Jersey Generals there. Um, talking about sort of these teams going hand-in-hand, hand, I think the Maulers can be interchanged there as well. Um, but that's who I do have at seven, the Pittsburgh Maulers. I think that the one thing that just sets them apart, um, I th- both have really uh, – Generals defense is kind of lackluster, isn't it? It, it was – it was the only thing that kept them in this game today. Yeah. And their only bright spot on the team is some of their players, like their safety, Luani, and their linebacker, Chris Orr. I know um, they did one of their corners. I forget his name. But DJ of, Daniel. Great pick. Out of Georgia. Yeah. He, uh, he, uh, he had a great game. They were touching on him in the broadcast, one of the bright spots of the game. Um, but I just feel like when it really does come down to it, the Maulers' defense is a lot better than the Generals' defense. And um, even though they do have Darius Victor, I just think – I mean, the Mahler's offense is just so terrible. It really is just so terrible. But I feel like the potential is there. Is. I mean, you had Johnny Dixon. That's his, no, that's the guy from the Brawler. Uh, the um, Breakers. Breakers, yeah, yeah. Um, they have Bailey Gaither. They have Isaiah Henney. Isaiah Henney, that's what I was thinking of. He's their talent's there. The talent is there. And even with, your, last year, even with your quarterback, I feel like he's a capable dual threat. He's just, I don't know. He needs to get more poise in the pocket. Yeah. I just, I don't know, the, the offense is just really bad, but I feel like the potential is there. But that defense just sets them apart from the Generals um, to put them seven. Um, number six, it is a team I've developed a little bit of a liking for, um, the Michigan Panthers. Um, I'm, I'm turning into a big Josh Love fan. Um, they did win me some money last week with my first bet in USFL history. Um, but like you said, under, they haven't won at home at all this year. They just lost their first road game of the season. It was a competitive game, but they just start out so slow. And like you said, they're averaging seven points a game in the first half it's terrible. of the season, and that's terrible. You're not going to win a lot of games doing that. Um, it's only going to get you so far just coming back. You know, I mean, Fighting we saw that the, the only team I've ever seen do that was the Florida State Seminoles that one year with Jameis <laughs> when they were just constantly – I don't know if you guys remember that, but they were down at halftime every single game that seemed like that season, and they won all of them. It was, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, but unfortunately – the Michigan Panthers aren't the Jameis-led no. Florida State Seminoles for that, from that year. That's just James. Josh Love um, is second in passing He touchdowns. is very good. Like I said, I'm a big fan of him. I've liked what I've seen out of him. Um, I just I don't know what it is with that Panthers team, dude. Um, they just have a lackluster luster defense. Um, they're just not able to get going out the gate. But you can see that potential with their offense, you know, their capability to pull up, put up points in the second half and do it at, like, high volume. They just, for some reason, just come out of the gate so slow. Um, and I think that just goes to coaching and not getting their guys ready. I agree um, with that. Number, four, number five, I'm sorry, I do have the Houston Gamblers. Um, and this is one of them where I feel like they could very well be number three as well compared to what I have on my list. But I just, from what I've seen out of them, nothing's really, like, impressed me. Um, they do have potential league MVP in Mark Thompson, which I'm yes. a, I really enjoyed watching him run yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Single-handedly carried his team to victory, in my opinion. 13 touchdowns in six games is absolutely <laughs> bonkers. Um, didn't play the first two games of the season, uh, but it was just it was fun to watch. Very stout defense. Um, but I just I've never really been too impressed with what I've seen out of them. And given my small sample size, I've been able to watch the Gamblers more than any other team so far. Um, and just I really haven't been that impressed. But I feel like they're going to give any team 
in the top four that I have a run for their money when yeah. it does come down to it. Um, number four, I do have the Philadelphia Stars. Um, the only reason I don't have them higher on this list is just because their defense from what I've seen and just from what I see on paper as well is just so terrible. Um, rush, rush defense is killing them. They give up so many yards on the ground. And another thing, another trend I've seen from watching USFL is how prevalent and efficient the running game is throughout the league. Um, I feel like that's the one thing that all teams do somewhat well, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, I got them at number four. I'm a big fan of Case Cutchis. Um, it was fun to watch them go back. Don't hit, watch him and Madrew go head-to-head yesterday. I mean, you know, it was a rematch of the title game from last year. Yeah, obviously, so the stars, yeah, obviously the stars are no slouch. I just think they really need to get a lot of things right on that defense to move up yeah, on this list. Uh, three, I do have the New Orleans Breakers. This is a little contradictory probably to the trend that they're on and what I've even said with you guys watching their games, just like their offense has been coming to a halt. The red zone offense has been coming to a halt. Um, but they looked good today. They, they sort of got back on the right track. Both of the receivers, Johnny Dixon and I forget the other guy's name, but they balled out. Jonathan um, Adams. Jonathan Adams. Bethel Thompson, he did have two picks, but another 300-yard game, two more touchdowns. And he just has that poise. He has that experience. 32 years old, former CFL championship yeah. winner uh, over in Canada. And I just feel like when it does come down to it, that experience wins over a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and he's going to keep him in games. But honestly, they could easily be number five behind the gamblers and stars on this list. But I feel like today sort of got them back on the right track. Yeah. Um, going forward. Um, two, I have the Memphis Showboats. Just from what I've seen so far, they're riding this trend, and they're riding it in the right direction, and they're not stopping. Um, they can Todd, out. Todd Haley, um, shout out to him. They're, he's sort of he's sticking to his roots, you know, that old school type of football. They mentioned it many times in the broadcast about how this looked like the Steelers team from yeah. the 80s, from the 70s, from the 90s, um, and that's what's been winning them these games, you know, defense and running the ball. Um, and I just I saw a complete game from them today. Started out a little slow, um, made a mistake early with the turnovers, but it didn't. They didn't let that rattle them. Yeah. Um, then number one, obviously, this is a general consensus. I got the MVP of the league, in my opinion, Alice McGoat and the Birmingham Stallions. Yes. Um, kind of goes without saying. There's they've really lost, not much on this day. There's not three much to say on that. You know, in two years. three games in two years, like you said, that they've lost. Um, and McGoat's just not letting up. You know, mm-hmm. and we saw it. Within the first two minutes of the highlights from yesterday's game, um, that that play that looked so similar to Russell Wilson that we saw so many times in Seattle, and it was just it's it's just an honor to be able to watch this guy play. I love Honestly, him it really play. is. But yeah, that 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 rounds out my power rankings for the first time. And it's awesome to see like other people getting into this league because it is growing. I see it on Twitter like more first reaction like yo this is actually kind of lit like yo this is really good football like yo I'm actually really liking the USFL and like I'm seeing that more and more and I'm glad that these final weeks are going to be on major broadcasting networks like Fox and NBC uh, next weekend they're only going to be on Fox and NBC no more USA garbage nice. um, and, and I just want to see it get more exposed to more people and I, I'm glad that you guys are at least enjoying some plays and some players and some teams from it yeah. and um, getting into it more but Brady I did want to ask you and get you more involved in this but uh, I know you're not you haven't seen every game, and you're not too in tune on like what's going on within like the standings and stuff. But this has been, I think, the second week of the season where the Southern Division has swept the Northern Division. So, what are your thoughts on that? And yeah. what do you think that's going to play also, in the playoffs? I noticed this um, when they showed the standings after the Breakers game. The, the South totally is controlling the league. 
I mean, they have all the best players. They have the better teams. I mean, the Stars are probably what the best in the North, right? Yeah, now. and they're four and four. And <laughs> yeah, they're they're not really that good. And mm. uh, I think you're the South. Mm. Shots fired. Trying shots at me, man. Uh, no. Sorry, bro. Because we got Caden as a Stars fan. I know but they're Brady, also four and four though. I know Brady is a, is a Stallions guy. Um. I know you were talking about that when you were watching them. When you mm-hmm. when you when you said that, I was like, "Damn, that's pretty awesome!" Like, you immediately were like, "Damn, okay, they're, they're drawn to it." What 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 drew you to that team? Was it Alex Magoo? Was it the uniforms? Was it their play? Was it Skip Holtz? Yeah, like he's Skip Holtz, man. Because I think Notre Dame he is the it. Neil Collins, if you will, of this mm-hmm. league. He runs a professional, sound club, mm-hmm. and like no bullshit. What are your thoughts on just overall like the Stallions, Brady? Dude, I think the Stallions are. Definitely the best in the league. They have the best record. I mean, uh, I, I like Magoo. I, I I just saw Magoo and like that's probably the best best quarterback in the league. Definitely the best player. And are we gonna what, say best player, fellas, right now? Yeah, so far. It's the best player. He's the most talented. It's player. between Alex Magoo and Mark Thompson, but sadly, since running backs and off off Mike Brandon touched on this, we were voting for our players of the week, which you guys should do that on USFL's Twitter just to show these guys some love if you're listening. But we were talking about the running backs don't get much love. Um, but right now, I think Alex Magoo has won them games. They they don't have Marlon Williams. He tore his Achilles in the first week. Their starting quarterback, J.M.R. Smith, goes down after the first drive, after he throws a 73-yard touchdown in the first game. Alex Magoo comes in and just doesn't let up. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes on um, coming up in this final two games of the year because this past weekend there was no implications for the South, uh, their playoff picture, because it's all still so tight. Mm. So it's going to just be... You know, a lot of games, you know, I think next week, uh, this upcoming week, if you guys want to pull up the schedule, if you don't mind, um, are all divisional games. So this is huge. Not only for the North, because Michigan needs to win. I think it's their final home game of the season, not only. But if they don't win, that not only leaves uh, Pittsburgh and New Jersey still alive at 2-6. and six. All of our bottom two teams. And that's going to be crazy if Michigan loses again. If they can't lose again. Michigan has to win out. <laughs> it just no- shows you how bad the South is. Or the, oh, the North, North, I'm sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. the North. That, uh, I mean, I think all three of us had, at least in some order, 8, 7, and 6, the Panthers, Generals, and... Uh, all Northern teams. Mahlers. And the Maulers. All Northern And all teams. three of them are still in playoff contention. And because they have to be. They have to be <laughs> top two in each division yeah. have to go. It's crazy. And it's crazy to see that. I would like to see the Panthers go. Go 5-5 five and five mm. here. Win, you know, do what you have to do. See with some Josh Love magic in the playoffs. See them go against the Stars because that's what it's looking like. But going into this weekend, this is week nine of the USFL's second season. Um, and, and last week we talked about how Ford Field was confirmed for their uh, the Michigan Panthers home field again for season three, so reassurance for season three. What are your guys' thoughts on the predictions for week nine? If you want to, uh, Brandon, do you have that pulled up? I do. Would, so, you want, would you want to read out the schedule and network and time for the listeners? For sure. So first name we got Saturday at 12 o'clock on Fox, Michigan Panthers versus the Pittsburgh Maulers. Um, second game that day at 3 o'clock on NBC, we got the New Orleans Breakers. Against the Memphis Showboats. Okay. Um, yep. So like you said, two divisional games. Then Sunday, at two o'clock on NBC, got the Stallions against the Gamblers. Then, excuse me, at uh, seven o'clock that night, on Fox, the Philadelphia Stars and the New Jersey Generals round off the weekend. 
Let's go back to that first game. Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on that first game? And Brady, if you want to, if you want to hop in on this, you're more than welcome to. But what was that first game? Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh and Michigan. Pittsburgh and Michigan. I'm gonna take Michigan. I'm also gonna take Michigan. And I'm gonna go. My score prediction is gonna be twenty-seven to twenty. I think Pittsburgh's going to put up a good fight again, but they're just not going to be able to capitalize in the red zone because they have the worst red zone offense in the league. Mm. Um, I'm going to say over oh, But go ahead, Brady. All right. Well, all right. Uh, I'm going to say 17 to 9. Mm. Oh, damn. Okay. For who? It's going to be um, for uh, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Okay. Yeah, for and Michigan. Just because, like, dude. So you're betting the under on this game. Yeah. Mm. And uh, uh, the Bear, Palacio, he bet the under on the. Uh, what was it? The, uh, shit. It was the first game today. Um, the... I'm drawing a blank. Why am I drawing a blank? It was the, um... Holy shit. New Jersey Generals versus the, um... Excuse me. Why are we drawing the, a blank on this? Against yeah. the Showboats. Yeah, yeah. Against the Showboats. The under was 31, and he said the hammer the under, and he was wrong by a mile on that. It was, it was definitely because, you know, Dakota Prukup definitely came in and threw some really nice passes... Especially to Alonzo Moore. There was missed opportunities yeah. by the Generals, but definitely a weird one that he missed there. Normally he's been hot. Just a, just another reason to tune in to at Tea Time Reports to get B. Myers bets, because uh, that's one thing that he got wrong that I didn't today, you know. Indeed. You guys are missing out. So, Go ahead with that. Uh, so Brady and I have Michigan winning this game. How about yourself, Brandon? Honestly, I think, I think we're going to see an upset from Pittsburgh here. I like that because I'm a Mahler's fan. I've just lost hope. <laughs> and I don't blame you because um, one thing that stands out to me about the Pittsburgh Maulers is just, like you said, they play with so much heart. Every game it seems like they're in it, and they, 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 just, they, they give everything they have into it. And as a Bears fan, that resonates with me because that's sort of what has summed up the Bears the last couple of seasons. It's just been so hard to watch your team just – I mean, you also appreciate it, but just – see them try so hard but just come up short just because their talent is just so lackluster or their coaching is just so lackluster. I'm glad you say that because I'm a huge Troy Williams fan and he kind of reminds me of like a Dollar General Justin <laughs> Fields. Justin Fields, and that's I like not, it. Like, like I'm not trying to bash him at all. Like he's very agile and a dual threat. And like you're right, they're 1-9 last year. I loved their uniforms last year. They changed them, rebranded the team. Now they're you know 2-6. and six. They doubled their win total last year but they're still in tight games and I'd like to see them execute but uh, I sorry to interrupt you. Um, yeah, and it kind of goes against what I was saying about becoming a fan of the Panthers and being a fan of Josh Love. Um, but I think the defense of the Maulers is just going to be too much this game. Mm. Um, and like we were saying, the Panthers only averaged seven points and a half or in the first half coming out and starting each game. And I think that's going to come back and bite them because defense only gets better as the game goes on if you're not scoring points because they're going to be rested. They're not going to be tired. Great um, And that's just going to work to the Maulers' advantage. And I think it's just going to be too little too late, just sort of like it was today with the Panthers. And they lose their second game in a row on the road after winning four of them, I believe, or three of them, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, then it's going to be it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's, I think it's going to be a, a 20-16 to 16 game. Mullins okay. come out on top. That, I like that. I'm, I Obviously, I want Michigan. I want that to happen. I just think Josh Love actually might emerge a little yeah. more here. You know? and, yeah, and it is, it is hard for me to make that prediction, if I'm being honest with you. It really is because so I'm such a Josh Love fan. But let's do a little sneak peek here. What are your bets? What is your bet going to be on this game? So I was just looking at that to see. The odds are not not released for it yet, unfortunately. Um, so I don't really have anything to base it off of. Um, 
when we do our USFL and chill episode. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll, we'll definitely touch on it. Because it's, it's just in a... I don't know if I'm going to feel comfortable enough to bet the money line with Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I might be even more comfortable to bet the spread for Michigan. So that way they can still um, win by a certain amount. Depending on what the, what the odds are, but... I wish I could give that. But, yeah, it doesn't look like any of the odds are out yet for the games of Week 9. So we'll have to save that for the... And definitely tune into our Instagram at Tea Time Reports for his weekly USFL picks. And then definitely during the NFL season, we'll definitely have more betting and uh, some more uh, some more picks out there for you guys to maybe tune into and use for yourself. But, Caden, did you want to go ahead and give us your prediction on the score and the outcome of this game? So I'm thinking uh, Michigan's going to win, but uh, it's going to be 24-16. to 16. Mm. I think Chris Blue will be put to work like he has been every single week. Yeah. And he missed a, a crucial one. What was it this week? The, the game winner. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. That just reminded me. That was probably my standout of the week. He blew it. When I found out, I didn't know that was, was his name until after the field goal. Bro, he hit 355-pluses. And right him there. missing that field goal is what secured my first bet of the weekend. And then you just see, like, the back And then I see his name was Blewett, and I just hysterically lost it. <laughs> but there I, was a meme on Twitter. He's going he's gonna to make up for it this week, I'm sure of it. Yeah, Sorry to interrupt Blewett, you, though. Chris Blewett. But what's your, what's your scoreboard prediction on this one? My scoreboard prediction is 24-16. to 16. And the, the Panthers win this? Panthers win yeah, I think okay. it's going to be a big day for Joe Walker as well. Okay. Okay. Look out for Joe Walker, wide receiver number eight for the Michigan He had a Panthers. huge – I don't know how he did this past week, but the week prior um, against game. the – they played the Breakers, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, against the Breakers, he had a really good game. So what's game two of week nine here? Game two of week nine – and I just backed out of it. Give me one moment. Week, game two of week nine, we got the New Orleans Breakers against the Memphis Showboats. This will be a very good game. Okay, so this is a big game for both teams because this will decide who's at the bottom of the league. Yep. Uh, the bottom, of the, bottom of the division, yeah. So this is my number two versus number three in power rankings. Brady, who do you got in this game? And give us your scoreboard prediction. Alright, I'm going with New Orleans here. Uh, actually, I don't know, man. Memphis is on a five Memphis game Memphis has won five games in a row. Yeah. Haven't they? Cole Kelly. Hasn't uh, Showboats already beat them? I actually think the Breakers beat them. I can confirm in just one second. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Cole Kelly and the Showboats here. They're on a roll. Um, uh, Breakers are looking inconsistent right now. I mean, they've lost. What I mean, ah, they just won one, but still, it was a one of their last four. Memphis yeah, unsatisfactory Memphis beat, win. Memphis beat New Orleans 17 to 10. Memphis is it. looking for a sweep in week five. That was their second. That was their... Uh, second win. Yeah, that was their second win to start their uh, little hot streak. So, are you still sticking to New Orleans, Brady? Um, or are you going with Memphis? With the showboats and... What's the score? Kelly. Oh, man, this one's tough. Memphis hasn't been winning, like, beautiful games. They they win by grit. They win 20-7. Yeah. Wow, 20-7. Okay. That's hot a take of the week. Actually, uh, let's go with 2013. 2013? Still. Okay. That's still a big hot take. That's kind of a domination yeah. game for them, bro. Compared to what that offense just put up this week, number-wise. For real. Um, but how about sure yourself, Brad? Play defense. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be a defensive game for sure. And I agree with you, Brady. I like that prediction. Um, but, Brandon, what's your take on this game? And maybe add your bet in there if you have if you have maybe a selection or an option that you would go in on this based on trends. Um, based on trends, I'm probably going to be looking towards the showboats. The showboats are going to be my... Uh, ah, shit, Ashley. Damn, we keep... Uh, 
as soon as we look at it, we just come to like a stopping point, Brady, on who we pick. Because it is, is a big such game. A fucking big game, man. And game of the week, maybe. It's hard to it's hard to bet against trends. We'll see. It's really hard to bet against trends, but at the same time, that Breakers offense is just so prolific. Bethel Thompson is just so experienced in seasons, and these receivers obviously are they're feeding off. They're dynamic and they're feeding off it, and that's going to be the biggest the biggest thing to watch. Um, I mean, the Showboat's pass defense is really good. That's going to be a battle of strengths this week. Um, <coughs> excuse me. The more we talk about it, this this is game of the week for me. Yeah. This is game of the week for me. I mean, I apologize that I meant to say that the Breakers' pass defense is one of the best in the league, while the Memphis's pass offense is very subpar. Um, it's going to be a very gritty game. I'm going to be interested to see what the line is. Um, I feel like the Breakers will be favored in this. Yeah. Once again, the odds aren't out. So that might lean me towards betting the spread for the Showboats. It just depends on what that spread is. But I am going to go with the Breakers to win this game. Um, I think they're going to win a close one, a nice itty-bitty, itty-bitty, bitty fucking, I don't even know what I'm saying. A nice gritty game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, like, I know what you were trying um, to say. Like a, like a close game, yeah, you know it's, what I'm saying? It's going to be 23-17. to 17. I think New Orleans is going to pull ahead. Okay, um, I like that. But yeah, I think New Orleans is going to take that. Then they're going to surpass um, the, the showboats and the power rank is going in the next week and sort of stop them in the tracks with this trend that they've been on. Okay. I do agree with you on the fact that New Orleans is going to win. But going on to, uh, like, we were talking about the, the pass defense. Like, that that if, if Johnny Dixon and Jay Adams keep up on this form that they've been in with, with McCoy Bethel Thompson... You know, this week they both had what over a hundred yard games. Yep. And yeah. Johnny uh, Dixon had two touchdowns. Two touchdowns in the first half. That's just like what like what is with that subpar de- like subpar pass defense. What are they gonna do against that? Well, I mean, I I agree with that statement. I, I do. But I do think it'll be a gritty game. If they can shut down West Hills, it's gonna be focused all on that passing. It is. And if they can just keep it off of you know West Hills, so they have less things to worry about. They got a good front seven in the Memphis. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think. It'll it'll be more focal point on the passing. You but, think uh, a cloud's throwing forty times this game like he did two weeks ago? No, I, I think it'll it'll be a little bit less. But uh, thirty-five. Moving on to the uh, the score prediction, I got I got Breakers twenty-four to twenty. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and take the showboats here. I agree with Brady. I, I agree with what you and Brandon were saying, Caden. But at the same time, I just think this hot streak is real, and I don't know where they're playing. Would you mind telling me if they're at home? If they're at Memphis, they're winning this game. It is in Simmons Bank, Liberty uh, State, yeah, on yeah. Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee, baby. Yeah. They're winning this game. Uh, the first two weeks, they were averaging over 20,000 people there. Uh, wow. Yeah, they were getting the crowd out there. People like them. Uh, they're a historic franchise in Memphis. Hey, shout out to Tennessee, man. No matter what it is, they love their fucking football, they and do. they show up and they show out, whether it's for the volunteers I know you guys have seen those videos at Nayland Stadium, oh, especially yeah. this past year in the Alabama game. Huh. Uh, it's insane. That's what I love about it, dude. But going going into this game, I think you know the Breakers definitely have the advantage with those offensive weapons, uh, especially the wide receivers. And McLeod Bethel Thompson, he had another 300-yard game. He's able to spread the ball out. He had two picks. They still able to, they were still able to win. Yeah. Um, but I think the Memphis Showboats with Cole Kelly and his grit, I just trust him, bro. Yeah. There's just something about He's, him. He's the right quarterback for Todd Haley. They were talking about it, and you may, you mentioned the Steelers. 
and they were talking about you got Big Ben here throwing to a, a poor man's Heath Miller and Daniel Helm, and it's like Come it's on. fucking it's really true. Yes, like he's a big he plays he's a like big it, fuck, and he he falls forward for four yards on the short yard game situation. So it's third and two. You need him to run. He's gonna fall forward for four yards. He's six seven, two fifty five. He's a massive behemoth. He has an arm. I don't trust him throwing down the field entirely. But, you know, at the same time, he, he, he's smart with the ball, especially with his decisive running. He, he's good on quarterback-designed, like, draws, because no one wants to tackle that giant thing but, in open field. But, like, low-key, bro, like, going um, back to that Ben Roethlisberger, like, go back and look at some of his scrambling highlights and look at Coe Kelly, bro. They're the they same. Run the, they're the same. They're the same thing. Ass. Whale with whale on on dry land. He's the, the best the best guy to have for Todd Haley. So I think the Showboats are gonna win, and I think this is gonna be a high scoring game. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I and I'm actually gonna. I, I would say if you're betting, both uh, teams are averaging over 21 points a game. I would take the over on this game. I'm curious to see what it's gonna be. I'm gonna. It's I'm, probably gonna be like 42. I would. I think it's gonna be more. I but think it's gonna be like a 46. My score prediction is gonna be 36 to 30. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I think, think it's going to explode here. In, I like in the that. Final I weeks. think, and I'm glad you touched on the crowd and the venue of it. Um, I, it doesn't. It's not enough to change my pick. If anything, it kind of makes me feel a little bit better, because just about what I know from learning and educating myself on Bethel Thompson, McLeod Bethel Thompson, and his experience. He's played in the CFL. He's won titles there. <clears throat> He's a vet. He's a vet, and he's used to this. He has the poise. He has the demeanor. You're right. And I'm sure – I mean, I've never seen a CFL game. I don't know what the crowds are like there. They're big. But I know that people in Canada care about their sports, and they oh, yeah. go fucking crazy. So I'm sure he's been in some type of hostile environment like this before. Um, I don't think it's going to get to him. I think it's not going to knock him off his pivot. He'll be just fine. He's a three-time great cup. Yeah, I think he's just going to perform even better. So that's why, sort of makes me, yeah, that's why it sort of makes me feel a little bit better. I agree. Um, what's the third game of this week? Would you mind just yep. recapping us on that? Uh, first game of Sunday, 2 o'clock on NBC. you got the Birmingham Stallions against the Houston Gamblers. Um, and that is being played, I mean, in Tennessee. So okay. Houston. That's Houston's. Technically uh, is the home team. Yeah. Because Birmingham, they play in their own stadium. That's right. Yeah. So, Brady, did you want to touch on this game first with your prediction and scoreboard prediction as well? All right. We got Gamblers versus Stallions. Versus I'm your going, boy in the I'm going Stallions, man. Yeah, you got to. Come on. I think this might be a Stallion sweep here. Bray, uh, Caden yeah. might be the only one that chooses I'm the gonna Gamblers. I'm going to go uh, uh, score prediction. Let's uh, go. Gamblers are averaging 28 points a game. Or, no, I'm sorry. 25 points a game. The Stallions are averaging 28 points a game. Let's go 28, uh, 31 to 14. Wow. That's Ooh. a stunner right there. That is a stunner. That's a lockdown. <laughs> that's a stunner right there. Kenji has been on the downward spiral by a That's what I'm saying, bro. That's a good That's a good selection. Brandon, how about yourself? I'm, like you said, clean sweep with the Stallions. I'm riding with them. I'm riding with Alex Magoo. I mean, he just went 24 for 35, 200, I think over 300-some all-purpose yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. No, two, I think it was like 252 all-purpose yards, three touchdowns. Oh, no, there's, there's 352. Yeah, 350, I, yeah. I was right. I was right. That's Yeah, see, even better. Um, he's not going to slow down. They're going to keep riding the street. They're going to keep riding it. Skip Holtz, son of Notre Dame legend. I keep touching on it. I'm going to keep touching on it. And they're only averaging, or they're they're only holding their opponents to averaging twenty points a game. The Stallions are, 
Um, I haven't seen much with the Houston offense at all besides Mark Thompson that I really like. And He'll keep him in a game, though. He will. He will. He 100% will. And the Stallions defense, they're no slouch, but they're not something you're going to like lose sleep over if you're an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, but They have, they have holes. Uh, secondary. That's who. Uh, that's who Bowling plays for, though, right? Yes. And I'm a huge fan of him. Man, did he ball out the other week, dude? Um, Defensive player of the week the other week. Shout out to him. I hope Mike he got his. This. I hope he got his cans already. Oh, he um, did. Nice. Shout out to him, man. He's well deserved. It was so fun watching him ball out at this mine that game. But yeah, I'm gonna go with the Stallions. I think it's gonna be 34 to 17. Stallions wow. Okay. Blowing them out of the water. Damn. All right. Caden, how about yourself? What is your score prediction here and um, your prediction of the game outcome? I, I do I do agree with all of you that it's gonna be Stallion just from you know yeah, I know best what Alex Magoo can do now. Just watching all these stars games where he just goes in there and crushes my dreams. <laughs> and then uh he's a, he's an absolute dream crusher. Like I don't I don't like that guy. But, uh, <laughs> he's he's a stud though. You, you gotta admit, he's a stud he when is. it comes to going on the field. He's he's most likely Mr. MVP. He is. I and think so too. If he comes in there and does what he's been doing all year and does what he does last year and what he did in that championship game, then we're looking at a, a another high scoring game. But uh, Kenji Bahar and Mark Thompson, they're no slouches. They're not gonna give up that easily. I don't think they're gonna put up fourteen or seventeen points. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. So I think we're looking at like Potentially a uh, twenty-eight to uh, thirty-one. Okay. Stallions. Okay, I'll take the over. Definitely, I agree with that. Um, I, I definitely am going to take the Stallions here. They're six and two. They've lost three games in two seasons. Uh, they're they're just them, uh, if you will. Uh, I, I think definitely take the over in this game. No matter what this, no matter what the point is, I, I think there, this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I'm going to actually take Caden up a higher notch on that. And say forty-one to thirty-eight. Oh my um, we've seen multiple games like that this season, uh, particularly between the Stars and the Maulers, which is still probably my game of the year. That thirty-one thirty-seven performance by both of those teams was probably you know just a great. It was just a great game. I hope everyone caught that. Um, but I definitely recommend that you guys uh, stay tuned and definitely watch the playoffs this year. It's going to be exciting and intense. But uh, is that the final game of the? Oh sure, we got one more. Stars. Okay. Um, so Sunday night, 7 p.m. on Fox, got the Philadelphia Stars and the New Jersey Generals. Mm. Canton, Ohio. Brady, what, is, what are your thoughts on that game, the Philadelphia Stars versus the New Jersey Generals? I don't know much about the Generals. They're 2-6. They six. suck. Yeah, okay. That's all you need to know. I'll go Stars, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Safe pick. Safe pick. As in months Northern in battle, too, so... Okay. What's your score prediction? Just give it a win. Oh, man. I know the kicker on the Stars is good. We'll go... Let's go uh, 18 to uh, 6. <laughs> this man is munching down, bro. Um, 18 to 6. The it's stars. possible, too. You can get 9 points. Battle. You can get 9 points, though, off the touchdown, right? You can. Total? Yeah, yeah possible. Three-point conversion. <laughs> they can but get two of those, bro. <laughs> Or six get, field goals, bro. That too. They can get two of those, and the other team, New Jersey, can just get two field goals. There you go. It is a possibility. But what are your thoughts, Brandon, on this game? Philadelphia Stars, 100%. Um, New Jersey's just so bad. I did like what I saw out of Prokup today. That's his name, right? Prokup's uh, Prokup? Dakota, Dakota Prokup, also Prokup, out of the Prokup. CFL. That's right. I just got the O and the U mixed up. But um, I did like what I saw, but it's not going to be enough to keep up and compete with Case Cook. It's, 
Um, and just looking at it on paper, on the field, in the film, no matter what you're watching, the generals are just so bad this year. Um, they were 9-1 and one last year, bro. Yeah. Technically 9-2. and two, They lost in the playoffs to the Stars. I mean, they have the number one Russian offense in the league, which is obviously no slouch. Um, the Stars do have the worst. Um, and their defense, like we've been touching on earlier, is just so bad on paper. Um, but I just I don't, I don't think the generals are going to really do much to keep up. I would be interested to see the betting line on this, though. If it's something really crazy, like the Stars are getting, like, minus 7, I would be interested to take the Generals to cover that um, because I, I do think that running game with the Generals will keep a minute. Um, okay. But I do have the Stars pulling away with it 23-16. to 16. Okay. Caden, how about yourself? What are your thoughts on this game? Well, you already know who I'm going to pick. I'm going with the Stars. Hell yeah. And, you know, Philly's going to go in there, and I think it's going to be a real statement win for Case Cookies. And you know, right now, we do need a statement when we need to yeah. playoffs. It's crunch time right now, now and never. But uh, Darius Victor's just going to be the X factor we're going to have to contain all game long. Facts. And yeah, I'm not really that worried about the passing. And you, know, you shouldn't knock be. On wood, you shouldn't be. Knock on wood right now. But uh, Prukop, you know, Stribling is waiting for you, bro. Monty Dennis is in there, bro. Yeah. And it will let us in. But also, if they throw Eric Barrier, a recent acquisition, let go by the Michigan Panthers, he deserves a shot. One of two games last season. Mm -hmm. Uh, If he gets a starting time, he could be an X-Factor as well. Look out for Eric Barrier. A very interesting, like, he's more mobile than Kenji Bahar was at the peak of his uh, season this year. And he, I think in my opinion, has a better zip on the ball. But he's a more raw talent. So just, if he's in... You know, I like Mike Riley. I know he's a two and six squad this year, but he was nine and one last year in the regular season. I wouldn't be su- surprised if he squeaks out a couple wins here. Yeah, why not switch in the bet? And, uh, and uh, that, and that's sort of what I was prefacing my prediction for the bet. If anything was off of is that I think he's gonna have them right because they're still playing for that playoff spot. They have the chance to get in at this and, point. And they're pl- and they're playing the number one team in the north. And like we've already touched on, this is all divisional matchups this week, so. The other two teams in the divisions are playing each other, so you're guaranteeing one of them to lose. If you can get an upper hand and steal one from the number one team in the division, who knows? Going into the last week of the season, what they're able to do. Yeah. Know? And I, I think I'm going to probably take the Stars still. I, I know I talked up the Generals. I, I would like to see Eric Barrier get the start just so we can get some game reps for next season because I think him and DeAndre Johnson next year would be nice. I hope Mike Riley returns. I hope this doesn't turn him away from coaching. Um but I really do love his coaching style. I, I know it's not, you know, shown well on paper. I know this will be a decent game. I think it's going to be 23-20, the Philadelphia Stars. Um, but I think we're going to see some upside from the New Jersey Generals going into next season, these remaining weeks, mm-hmm. uh, just like the Pittsburgh Maulers. And I, I, I think both of those teams will be better next year. I, yeah. I, I think especially the Maulers. I think yeah. they will be in playoff contention next season if they are not in mm-hmm. this season. I, uh, I didn't say my... My, my score prediction. Oh, sorry about that. So, uh, I think I think it will be a statement win from Case Cookies, but I'm thinking like 28 stars to uh, 14 generals. Okay. I, I I do think that that uh, Darius Victor will grab one, maybe two. You know, yeah. Like, just do all the scoring for New Jersey generals, but he'll carry them. Exactly, but you know maybe some maybe some field goals in there as well. I wouldn't be surprised if it was 10 to 28. Yeah. But, uh, just anywhere around that range was where I see this this game in now. Okay. Well, that pretty much, if anyone has anything else to throw in there for the USFL Power Rankings, uh, I guess before we wrap it up. Uh, we all good? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. And, and 
I'm glad that we're all kind of watching these games and you know we realize the standard that is not the NFL but it's something else entirely and it's, it's kind of really cool to enjoy a, a new league and find a new club or a new player so hopefully if you're listening out there you'll do the same especially in these remaining weeks coming into the playoff time and the championship game is going to be lit and I will definitely have a lot of coverage of that for sure. So thank you again for tuning in and showing support to Tea Time Reports. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Tea Time Reports as well. And we really appreciate everyone. Thank you very much. Somos Rallies. <laughs>